0: I have a friend on Instagram who just told me that she's considering quitting the app because it's just not worth some of the negative comments she's been getting. That made me incredibly sad because she's got so much to share. And I think uh, my understanding of the negative comments is that it's people looking at her relatively small number of people following her and saying, who are you to be talking this way? And so I wanted to address that here, where there are a relatively small number of people listening, but I think what I'm going to say makes sense. On something like social media, where they track the number of people following you, and where it started pretty recently and has been going through uh, an exponential curve of growth. It is easy to confuse the number of followers somebody has with real expertise um, and to categorize people based on the number of followers that they have. This is problematic for a couple of reasons, but the one pertinent to this issue that I'm talking about is that we tend to overvalue people who have large numbers of followers and think that they really know what they're talking about and undervalue people who have small number of followers and think that they must be new to this and don't know what they're talking about. But the truth is that there is no correlation. People who have a large number of followers tended to be people who adopted the technology early on and people who have very carefully tailored what they share to match a demographic and whose demographic is, uh, uh, appreciative of what they're sharing. There's nothing wrong with that, but it doesn't correlate to actually knowing what you're talking about. It just means that you were early to adopt, say, Instagram, that you found a niche and that you were therefore, uh, sort of plugged into the algorithm in a way that advantaged you, anyone who 's read malcolm gladwell 's book i 'm um, oh, not going to remember what it 's called it's the uh, it's the one it 's the example where he talks about who ends up being a hockey player, and it turns out that most hockey players are skewed towards one end of the year because there 's a cutoff date for who for uh, who plays on which team, which means that if you 're just a little bit older than your counterparts on the team, you're going to be just a little bit bigger, a little bit faster. Not Maybe not everyone, but statistically, those people will be bigger and faster. They then get fast-tracked into more intensive programs, and although they may not have more innate talent, because they were had that early advantage, they ended up with an outsized return, and you have seen many more um, hockey players who were born in these certain three or four months than for the rest of the year. And you can trace it back to this statistical anomaly. Same thing with social media. People who have big accounts are people who jumped on early. To a lesser extent, people who have big accounts are people who uh are at the head of their fields or people who um uh or people who are very focused on what they are sharing. So, we give people more credit than they deserve when they have a large following. We also fail to give people the credit they deserve when they have a small following. We're used to seeing people who have a small following showing up in a scene because they're just starting in that scene. Or showing up in a scene and not really feeling like they have much to say, even though I have something to say about that. I think everybody has something to say. But when somebody shows up who has years of experience in something closely related and is articulate and isn't afraid to share it, there's pushback from people who are already there. a Certain category of people who are already there. Because... There's this sense of, well, where did you come from? Who are you to have an opinion? I heard it phrased once by somebody that they said that they told somebody that they didn't even think that they were ready to even have an opinion about something. And I think that that's BS. I think that everyone is allowed to have an opinion and... If everyone's allowed to have an opinion, then the best ideas and the best articulators of those ideas will filter to the top. How do I know this pattern? It's because it's exactly what happened to me. I had been carving for a handful of years before I showed up on Instagram. I had been writing for half of my life before I showed up on Instagram. I'd been doing other interesting things and articulating them and teaching people for a decade before I showed up on Instagram. And I showed up and I started sharing what I knew. And people definitely told me, who the heck are you? And it took a while for me to, of staying the course and ignoring those people and defending myself when I could for people to recognize that, oh yeah. I get to have an opinion. I get to share what I know. But it shouldn't have to be that way. You shouldn't have to have thousands of followers. You shouldn't have to have been around for years for people to recognize that what you're saying is sense. And I think we all need to check our biases and see if there are people that we're writing off or not communicating with, not thinking of ourselves as being on equal footing, with simply because they don't have as many followers as us. I know earlier, earlier on in my process, I was guilty of this. I think there's a certain point when you are striving, when it is easier to, it is helpful for your ego to swat at people who you perceive as being lesser than you. Right? I saw something, uh, some meme the other day that said, no one ever, what was it that they, they said? You know, you'll never hear people who have, have achieved more than you putting you down. You'll only see people who have achieved less than you putting you down. Right? This idea that like, people who, Have made it are not gonna, are not gonna try and swat at you. It's only the people who are trying to drag you back down with them. And I think that that has a certain applicability. But in my experience, the opposite has been true. I have felt like people, uh, who have achieved a certain amount of success more than me have consistently been the ones trying to swat me down. And I think it's because they can see me having an opinion and they feel threatened by it. Ultimately, that has more to do with them than with me. But uh, I think I know in our culture, there's this pervasive idea that those who have achieved more are somehow never guilty of this kind of behavior. And I think the opposite is true. And I think more than ever, we need... Uh, I kind of hate to say this word, but we need leadership from those who do have the privilege of having lots of ears of talking about inclusiveness and equality among all of us and about affording everybody the respect and the opportunity to have a, an opinion that is real and that is valid. Um, and I think that that message needs to come from the top because right now it's not. And I think it's poisoning the well, at least in the spoon-carving community. I think sometimes it does, but not often enough. One of the ways that I think I do it, and I know this is a long one, but I'm feeling moved. One of the ways that I do it, and I've spoken of this, is by following everyone who follows me, who I can tell is a human being, and who doesn't have a private account. I respect the fact that somebody would want to keep their account private. What that does when somebody who has several hundred followers follows me and I follow them back is it tells them that I see them as a person, I respect them as a person, and I'm open to communicating with them as a person. If you have thousands of followers and you only follow 150 people, you need to check your pride and you need to check how you are interacting with the world, because I'm guessing you're interacting with the world from the top of a pedestal. And that's a dangerous and tippy place to be. Thanks for listening, guys.